This is Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus. Over the next half hour, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth, a two-time national best-selling author and leading business advisor, will cover topics that help business owners operate their businesses more profitably and more efficiently. If you're ready to take your business to the next level, this program is for you. And now, here's Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. All right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And we are brought to you by the good folks at Capital Plus. They help you unlock your capital and unleash your business potential. They create customized financial solutions for growing businesses nationwide. Well, it is that time for us to get a monthly financial market update from our good friend from Capstone Wealth Advisors, Mr. Johnny Dawson. So, Johnny, welcome back to the show. And what do you have for us this month? Yeah, thanks, Ken. I appreciate being on as always. Um, as we are in the middle of coronavirus, I think everyone's big question right now is which way is the market going to go? Is this a is this a true recovery period, or are we going to go back down and kind of test the support levels that we've once seen um, just a few weeks ago? So that that's i mean that's the number one question on everyone's minds right now and i've spent a lot of time on conference calls with different analysts from goldman sachs jp morgan uh alike and trying to gauge their perspective as well as our own uh intake on on the market situation itself so i i want to provide a little bit of education today with our time and then our thoughts on on not really an opinion, but just the data that we've seen historically in the market. So to start, there's really three different types of bear markets, right? So the first type of bear market that you have is what's called a structural bear market. And that's really what we saw in 0809. That is an economic uh, fundamental flaw within either our government or within the economic stability of our country itself. And on average, the structural bear market, the average decline historically has been about a 57% decline. That bear market's lasted for about 42 months, and the recovery period is, is pretty lengthy at 110 months until recovery. So we would say that that is the, the deepest bear market that you can have is a structural bear market. The second type of bear market is silical, which is silical may be uh, rising interest rates, uh, inflation or, or is going at an exponential rate, uh, student debt and other types of business debt and consumer debt is starting to peak and people are missing their payments. That's more of a silical type type of bear market. And the average decline there on average is about 31%. It lasts for about 27 months. And then the, un, the recovery period is about 50 months long until recovery. The third bear market, and I think the name kind of speaks for itself, is event-driven. That's what it's called, event-driven bear market. And that would be a natural disaster, pandemic, uh, things of that nature are what constitutes an event-driven bear market. And usually on average, the decline, uh, you know, trough, the peak is, is about 29%. Uh, typically it lasts for about nine months and then until recovery is about 15 months until recovery. So it would be easy to say right now that, that we're in an event driven bear market. This is an event that was uncontrollable, um, that, that is completely out of the, the globe's control now. And economically on a global scale, we're suffering from it. 
Now, that doesn't mean that an event-driven bear market cannot turn into a structural bear market. If real estate plummets and, and people, because of unemployment, are now missing their mortgage payment and things of that nature, well, that could, that could very well create a structural bear market, which will be a deeper impact. And I think that's what the stimulus package and the government's trying to avoid is us moving into a deeper bear market, which will be a longer-lasting recession and time period. Um, so those are kind of the three types of bear markets. You can go up the ladder depending on how deep an event-driven bear market drags onto the market, and not only that, but the global economy. Um, also discussing with, with some analysts what they foresee is – Q1 uh, has a contraction of GDP of about approximately 9%, they're believing. And then quarter two, they're thinking that it's going to be the worst quarter of contraction year over year uh, in history. Um, so anywhere from 30 to 34% contraction of GDP in quarter two, which would be about three times the historical record. Uh, they, they do believe that quarter three and quarter four are going to be where the road of recovery happens if there isn't a, another surge in the virus that that pops up after everyone goes back to work. Um, so the best course of action that we're advising our clients on now is still adjusting your risk where necessary. If this was a, a pretty substantial shock uh, to your portfolio and you kind of open your statement, especially, you know, once you get that March statement, that's going to be pretty significantly down from February statement. So once you see that statement, and, and if you've got a big shock factor going on, the first sign that that's going to tell us as advisors is you're most likely taking far too much risk than you're willing to take. So how do we adjust that risk? Not only how do we adjust it, but how can we massage the portfolio to take advantage of high-quality companies, high-quality ETFs and mutual funds, et cetera, that are going to – be able to stabilize the portfolio, but also recover quite well out of this situation, too. Um, it's hard to see the trees through the forest sometimes, but if I were, Ken, and this is a good question for you, Ken, if I were to put a map of the Dow Jones on the wall and I said, Ken, here's a million dollars cash. I want you to pick out three spots on this graph where you would invest the money. At what points would you pick to invest that money, Ken? Oh, at the low points, of course. At the low points, right? So if you had a million dollars 10 years ago, you probably would have picked on a map or on a timeline to put it in at the bottom of the 0809 recession, at the very, very bottom. Sure. And yep. the market is the only place where people – become fearful of the bottom instead of wanting to invest money into that bottom. And that's one of the greatest opportunities that we'll have in our lifetime to buy high-quality investments that are diversified and allocated to match one's risk. And that's where we are right now. Um, there's no greater time than the present to be adding to portfolios over time, continue dollar-cost averaging into 401k plans, into your business, uh, retirement plans, things of that nature, because when we get through this, and we will get through it, we're going to look back, and that's going to be a period of time where we said, man, maybe I should have invested a little more money period through that time. So we're always available for questions and comments. Um, we've, we've been receiving tons of calls 
tons of emails from folks that are that are worried about their situation, their 401k plans, or their investments. So that's always a great opportunity for us right now as well. Yeah, it's funny. I think, um, and I agree with you 100%. And I think that it's so funny that people always say and hear, buy low, sell high. But then when we get to the low, to your point, they they freak out and they they forget right. to buy low, sell high, and they say, oh my gosh, what's going on? I, you know, I have to get in sync for investments and all that kind of stuff. Where, as what you're saying, it's absolutely the best time to get in. So if you had excess cash. That'd be the optimal situation where you had excess yep, cash right absolutely. now. You could put into the market at this low point. Well, good stuff as always, Johnny. How do we, how can we get a hold of you if we need, have questions? Yeah. So our, our office number is 614-823-8660. And then my personal email is Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y dot Dawson, D-A-W-S-O-N at A-M-P-F dot com. All right. Thanks, thanks as always, Johnny. And we'll uh, come back after the break and continue with Mr. Biz Radio. Business owners have a continually growing to-do list with little time for revenue-producing activities. With Check Off Your List and their experienced team of virtual assistants, you can focus on growing your business. Visit CheckOffYourList.com to learn how Check Off Your List's skilled team can handle your day-to-day tasks like social media, bookkeeping, calendar maintenance, and much more. Contact Check Off Your List at CheckOffYourList.com or call 888-262-1249 to see how their virtual assistants can help you live to work rather than work to live. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solution subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. To submit questions to the show, email them to info at MrBizSolutions.com. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right. Welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz, Ken Wentworth. And it is time for the Mr. Biz Tip of the Week. And it's actually pretty timely, um, considering that we're all in quarantine right now, or most, depending where you're listening to us from, you are likely in quarantine like all of us in the United States. And the tip this week is if you do nothing – Everything will be the same, but if you do something, nothing will be the same. A little bit of a, a little bit of a philosophical thing to think about there. But as we are all sitting in this quarantine and probably have some additional time on our hands, it's an absolutely great time to really dig deep, a little deeper into your business, get to those things that have always been on the sort of the back burner and the gee, I wish if I ever had time, I'd do X, Y, and Z. It's time to do X, Y, and Z. We have the time for that to really refine and. Uh, you know, fine tune your business. So when you come, when we come out of this, you'll be able to really launch into uh, a growth phase and uh, be profitable. All right. So uh, we, did, uh, as you guys know, the first segment we had our monthly uh, financial market update with uh, Johnny Dawson from Capstone Wealth Advisors, and now we're going to get back into. We have a repeat guest who has been nice enough to come back on the show with us, and it is Mr. Paul Smith and. So Paul is one of the world's leading experts in business storytelling, which we all know is extremely important in today's day and age of marketing because we see the same messages over and over. And so having the ability to tell stories is very important. He's one of Inc. Magazine's top 100 leadership speakers of 2018. He's a storytelling coach and a best-selling author of a few different books. The ten great—I'm sorry—the ten stories great leaders tell, sell with a story, lead with a story. 
parenting with the story. Very interesting. And his newest book, which is Four Days with Kenny Tedford, it's a biography of a cognitively impaired deaf man in the incredible life lessons Paul learns from him. Paul is an MBA from the Wharton School, is a former consultant at Accenture, and former executive and 20-year veteran of Procter & Gamble. So, Paul, thank you very much for coming back on the show. Welcome back. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, so uh, look, uh, for those who heard the first show, if you haven't uh, heard the first show, go back and check it out. You want to definitely hear that. Um, we, it, the, it was so good, and we ran out of time so quickly. I said, I asked Paul, I said, please, can you come back on? Like, we just kind of scratched the surface on talking through some of these interesting topics. So I wanted to dive right back in and talk about one of the things that I know that a lot of our listeners can relate to that have maybe a side hustle and they haven't really taken the full deep dive into the entrepreneurial world, but they want to. And Paul has a similar story. So, Paul, what gave you the courage to quit that, that cushy corporate executive job and do what you do now for a living? Yeah, well, you know, I, I wish I could tell you this really romantic story of how I just woke up one day, you know, and walked into my boss's <laughs> office and <laughs> said, I quit, and, you know, marched out. But uh, I, I was way too risk-averse to do that. And, uh, you know, I ended up writing my first book, Nights and Weekends, while I still had my first job and waited to you know, see if it would get published, and then waited some more to see if it would sell well, and then waited some more to see if people would start calling me to do speaking engagements. Um, so I, I, I did it uh, on a very in a very cautious way, but at one point I, I had to set some decision criteria. So I actually came up with five criteria that I said, if I meet all five of these criteria, then I am going to walk into my boss's office and quit. And, and here were those five criteria. One is passion. Like, I wanted to make sure I was I wouldn't leave my current job unless it was for another job that I was really passionate about. And the reason is because I figure most people love 10% of their job. Um, you know, that's why they, they picked that career in the first place. And um, they probably hate 10% of their job, you know, office politics or, you know, filling out their expense report. But there's like 80% of their job in the middle that's just, eh, you know, it's okay. It's, I wouldn't do it if you didn't pay me, but it's not bad. I, you know, I kind of like it. And that's where I was, mm -hmm. and I thought I, I, I would only leave if I could do a job that I, it was at 10% that I loved all the time, and, and, I, and I found that. Um, the second thing was I'd only leave for a job that I could excel at, like really be exceptional at it. And I think I was good at my job at P&G, but I don't think I was great at it. So I would only leave if it was a job that I felt like I really could excel at. Um, the third one criteria was, uh, and I know this sounds corny, but a job that I, I really felt like could make a real difference in people's lives. And, you know, when, when I get up on stage and give a speech or, or write a book, you know, I, I get feedback that tells me that I'm making a difference. I didn't get that kind of feedback at the end of a budget meeting at my, my last job, you know. Um, so, so this is different. <laughs> um, my fourth criteria was one that obviously could pay the bills. I mean, I, you know, I'm not doing this for charity. I, I didn't need to make, like, more money than I was making, but I needed to, you know, make enough money to, to live on, of course, and support a wife and two kids. And then the last criteria was uh, a choice that my wife would be comfortable with. I mean, she's my life partner. I'm not going to go do something that's just going to make her worry all the time. So I, I literally kind of did my own test market on all five of those things. So, you know, once the first book came out and I started getting speaking engagements, you know, while I still have my day job, that was my test market. I, I found out that I actually did love doing it. I loved writing books. I loved speaking to audiences. I, I felt like I was uh, really good at it, and the feedback that I was getting, again, was better than the feedback I was getting at the end of my budget meetings. <laughs> um, the kind of feedback I was getting told me I was making a difference in people's lives. 
um, I started getting enough uh, clients that it really was, you know, I could see that it was going to be able to pay the bills in some kind of a sustainable way. So I met those first four, and I kind of just had that last one to contend with about my wife. And so what I did was I hired a financial uh, advisor, uh, maybe somebody like yourself, um, and I told him, I said, here's all of our investments, right? everything we've got, here's how much money I was making, uh, here are the kind of speaking engagements I'm getting and how much I'm getting paid for it. Please go do the math and come back and tell me, and more importantly, my wife, if this is just stupid. And so he went away and did his math, and he came back a couple of weeks later, and he laid out a whole financial you know, plan in front of us. Uh, and he said, this is how much money you'll need to make every year in speaking engagements and book royalties in order to maintain the standard of living that you've been enjoying. And that number was one-third of what I was making at Procter & Gamble. And I turned to my oh, wife wow. and looked at her, and she said, Okay, let's do it. And that was it. That was mm-hmm. number five. Boom. So uh, it, it's not a sexy story. Uh, it's, it's a more cautious story. But those criteria made me feel so confident that I was doing the right thing. And that was seven or eight years ago. And it was absolutely the best decision that I ever made. So, you know, one of the things that I hear and heard throughout those five that that's absolutely critical, I think, is self-awareness. You know, you even mentioned as you were telling the story of, you know, I think I was I was good at my job, but I wasn't great at my job. How many people can admit that? Yeah. Right. Not many people can, I think. And so I think that self-awareness that kind of <laughs> Ego doesn't let goes it, yeah. through at least at least through four of those five. Right. It kind of it kind of uh, permeates through through all, all four, uh, four of those five, I think. Yeah, well, there's nothing like being in your mid-40s and, you know, maybe starting to have that midlife crisis wondering what mark you're going to leave on the world that, that will humble you pretty quickly. And, and you'll realize, yeah, maybe what I'm doing right now is not the thing that's going to, you know, leave a, leg, a lasting legacy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're almost out of time on this segment here, but I wanted to ask you one real quick. Of those things and uh, from making that leap, what was the most difficult thing about that, about making that leap? Uh, you know, it, it was getting the courage to do it. Uh, you know, his courage wasn't mm-hmm. on that list, but uh, the, the courage came with a, a letter from my dad that when I asked him what to do about it, and it, literally he ended this letter by, by telling me, um, after me telling him everything I just told you, <laughs> and he, uh, he said, I'd love to see you achieve your dream, son, uh, but that doesn't mean in your lifetime. You know, that means in mine. And I mean, oh my gosh, that just like hit me right in the chest. The guy was 80 years old at the time, you know, TikTok. So that that letter really was the final straw that kind of took me over the edge of of making this decision. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, So we're almost out of time here. We're going to hit a break, but uh, we're going to come back in the next segment and we're going to tap into a little bit of Paul's expertise. So all of us in some form or another are sales or marketing people, right? The world's about sales nowadays. And he's going to talk to us about the most important stories that we should be telling as sales and marketing people. So come back after the break on Mr. Biz Radio. Are you frustrated with trying to grow your business? You're not alone because the business growth experts at TriTraction are here to help. TriTraction's proven business systems, marketing, and sales formula has helped many businesses like yours achieve amazing results. Could your company benefit from explosive sales growth and a huge jump in website traffic? Call 800-719-4281 today for a free consultation with the business growth experts at TriTraction. That's 800-719-4281. Systems plus marketing plus sales equals business growth. Thank you for being a Mr. Biz Solutions subscriber and listening to B2B Radio. Would you like to have your business highlighted in this spot? 
You can reach our entire subscriber base, all of Mr. Biz Nation, every week and archive for future listeners. We can record your very own spot to highlight your business, and you can also use it anywhere else you want, including your website or social media. If you are interested, please email us at info at MrBizSolutions.com. Don't hesitate, because there are limited spots available. Check out both of Mr. Business National best-selling books, Pathway to Profits, and How to Be a Cash Flow Pro on Amazon. Now, once again, here's Mr. Biz. All right, welcome back to Mr. Biz Radio with me, Mr. Biz. Ken Wentworth, and we are brought to you by Capital Plus. Capital Plus removes the hassles of balancing cash flow by becoming your full-service credit and collections department. And again, we're talking this week uh, with repeat guest, Mr. Paul Smith. And uh, let me give you a little bit of information. Uh, I'm sure you're intrigued by hearing what he said so far, and you'll be even more so after we get through this last segment when he gives us even more tips. But you can find out more information about what Paul has going on by going to leadwithastory.com. Um, definitely go out and check him out on social media, obviously Paul Smith on LinkedIn, and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. He has a YouTube channel. Uh, both are, I'm sorry, all three are lead with a story. So lead with a story is the way to go. Search for that, and you will find Mr. Paul Smith. So, Paul, again, as I mentioned as we are ending the last uh, segment, you know, and Grant Cardone's famous or infamously always says that everything is sales, right? No matter what, you yeah. know, trying to get your kids to eat their green beans, you're, you don't realize yeah. it, but you're selling, right? You're selling yeah. your kids on the idea of, of eating green beans. So from that, that perspective, since that touches each and every one of us, what are some of the most important stories, you know, that we should be telling as a sales and or marketing uh, person? Yeah, so everybody, I think, that's a good observation. We're almost always selling. Um, sharing a story about how you help people is almost always going to be a, 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 one of the most important stories in your toolkit. Um, so one of the examples I use in, um, in my book, Sell with a Story, is about a guy named uh, Ben Coberna, who's the CEO and uh, co-founder of a company called Easy Buy. So it, it's a, uh, a reverse auction company, which that may not mean anything to you, but it will after you, you hear what he does. And In fact, when he introduces himself to prospects, um, they don't know what that means either. Well, what's a reverse auction company? I don't even know what that means. He almost always has to tell them a story so they get it, so they understand, oh, oh, I get it. That's what you do. And what he does, he just tells them about one of his very first customers, which was a... Um, a mid-sized city government in the, in the state of Florida, and they had been paying, I think, $250,000 a year to pay a company to come haul off the, the sludge from their wastewater treatment plant, right, industrial waste. Um, and they thought, yeah, I guess that's a lot of money. Maybe we could save some money. We'll hire this guy, you know, uh, Ben Coverna at Easy Buy, and he'll do this reverse auction and find somebody to do it cheaper for us. That, that's what they do. Um, and so he says, so they hired me, and uh, the way we, it works is we go find a bunch of other companies who could do that work ha hauling off of the industrial sludge. We call them all into a meeting. We explain how this reverse auction works, which is basically you tell me what you would charge him to do it, and then you tell me what you would charge, and it's basically like an eBay thing, except instead of the price being driven up, the price is being driven down, right, down and down and down, and the mm -hmm. lowest bidder wins. And he said, so, uh, you know, we, we got everybody into a room, including the um, – the incumbent, the guy whose company was hauling off this sludge today and had been doing it for a decade, um, and the guy who'd been charging him $250,000 a year, and this guy, when he walks into this meeting, he is like yelling and screaming and angry, right? I mean, he's, he's got his lawyer with him. He like kicks over a chair at one point. He tells them this whole 
process is illegal. You can't get away with this. I'm gonna, you're all gonna go to jail. I mean, he was just in, you know, angry, right? Because he knew he was about mm-hmm. to either lose the contract or lose a lot of money. And he said, uh, mm-hmm. well, you know, I eventually got him calmed down and assured, you know, this is perfectly legal. And if you don't want to bid on the contract, you don't have to, but you're gonna lose the whole thing if you, you don't. And anyway, so he said, so we got it, got him calmed down. We started the, the bidding. Everybody went back to their offices and they, they started the process and they all submitted their first bid. And he, of course, submitted. $250,000 and somebody else submitted a lower bid and so then this guy his bid of course goes down to 240 and 220 and 195 and you know, I think it dropped one more time to 170 or something and then his next bid was for $0. All right so Ben is back at the main headquarters watching this all you know play out on his dashboard and he, he knows immediately that's a mistake right the, the guy hit the wrong button accidentally so he pauses the auction he calls the guy on the phone he goes hey somebody at your place made a mistake you submitted a zero bid so i'm going to give you like 10 minutes to resubmit it and then we'll we'll start the auction again and this guy tells ben on the phone he said ah that won't be necessary that wasn't a mistake i submitted that bid on purpose and ben's like i don't get it why would you do that and he said Look, I've been selling that sludge to farmers for a decade for, you know, uh, fertilizer. I'll just come pick it up for free. <laughs> and that's what they've been doing ever since. They've been, they've been selling. Oh, you know, geez. Yeah. So, so his client literally made, you know, a hundred percent savings on their their two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Now he can't promise every client, of course, that he's going to save them a hundred percent of whatever they're paying. But the point of that story is, first of all, it does highlight. An amazing success story for his company. He literally saved his client 100%, not 5%, not 10%, 100%. But secondly, Mm -hmm. it answers one of the questions that most of his clients have, which is, if I hire you, are my uh, vendors going to get mad at me? Because he said the truth is they almost always will. But he said the difference is they're going to get mad at me, Ben, not you. You're not even at this Mm -hmm. meeting. All right. That's part of my job is to shield you from all that emotion. All you get to do is save money. So that one story accomplishes so much for him, you know, far better than him saying, look, we run a reverse auction company and bring in the right, you know, talent to bid on your, your, you know, your, your, your contract and we'll save you some money or something. I mean, the story is just so Mm -hmm. much more compelling. Yeah, no doubt. It's funny. I won't go down the rabbit hole, but I had a similar situation um, where, and what I got out of it, I guess I, 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 in a slight moment there was not quite as positive about it because I was ticked off because this particular vendor had been charging my client. It wasn't a hundred percent savings, but again, significant savings had been overcharging him for about 15 years. They just never looked at it. I'm like, Holy crap. You know? And at one point the owner even came back and said, you know, I need to think about this because the fact that that guy has been overcharging me knowingly overcharging me all this time. I don't know if I want to do business with people like that. So Right. Right. <laughs> sort, and so, so had you, a, you found that, that problem, right? Did I understand that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you brought that to your client, so and, and they probably love you for it. You saved them a lot of money. You may have even saved them more money than you're costing them uh, that they have to pay you for your services, maybe. Right? Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that so you should be telling that story to your prospective clients, not because you can promise them that you're going to find them, you know, some big gold mine like that, but that, you know, you might. And that's, that's part of what you do for a living is you help them find ways to save money. And that's, that's just so much more powerful than saying, look, uh, sometimes I can save you a lot of money. <laughs> that's just right. that's not very right. compelling. 
And I think that's in, in most businesses, at least that I can think of, you know, sort of anecdotally as we're, we're talking here, everyone's got stories like that. I mean, it, it, because if you don't, you likely aren't in business very long, right? I mean, if you're right. not helping people and you don't have stories like that, but I think it's a very, uh, a, a very important thing to bring to the forefront to consider that is a story you should be telling. And, and, and the other thing I think along with that is sometimes folks, I know I'm guilty of this as well, is I don't want to sound like I'm tooting my own horn. So you got to, I think, uh, be careful how you weave that. It doesn't sound like you're, you know, being self-centered or arrogant or anything like that. But when you're asked, you know, give me an example of how you've helped folks in the past, which is a common question I know that I receive from prospective clients. I think it, it completely opens the door and gives you a great opportunity to tell a story like that. Right. And and I, I get what you mean about you don't want to toot your own horn too much, but I think that's more of a risk when you're not telling stories. Because if you're not telling stories, you have to tell them, well, I'm the best at what I do. <laughs> I'm better than anybody True. else. And that just sounds terribly arrogant. Instead, tell them a yes. story and let them draw that conclusion themselves. Holy moly, you saved them $250,000 a year? That's awesome. You don't have to tell them you're awesome. Tell them the story, and they will conclude that you're awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, super powerful, super powerful. Makes the, 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 at that point, you're not selling, right? I mean, that, that right. You, it's, it's the selling it takes care of itself um, in that situation. Exactly. Again, we've been talking this week with Paul Smith and Gosh, we're running out of time here again. We're we're at the end of the segment, but go out and check out his website, leadwiththestory.com, LinkedIn, Paul Smith, and then Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Again, just check out Lead With The Story. You'll find him there. All sorts of great things. You can check out all of his books. They're all all available on Amazon, and you can um, see those via his website as well. Paul, gosh, again, time ran out on us here really quickly, but I really, really appreciate you coming on the show. You bet. Always fun. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for our show sponsor, Capital Plus. Have a great week. And don't forget, as always, cash flow is king. This has been Mr. Biz Radio, sponsored by Capital Plus, a division of United Capital Funding Group. Capital Plus is your trusted resource for commercial financing and accounts receivable management. They've been providing working capital to businesses nationally for more than 27 years. Learn more about them at capplus.com forward slash Mr. Biz. Or to schedule a free consultation, call 855-522-3951.